0: hello it is thursday march 25th nailed it 2021 okay here we go um hope you enjoyed today's show some great conversations we broke some news Mm -hmm. shout out to ty shout out to rudolph shout out to aj shout out to boy shout out to you for listening if by the end of this thing you enjoy it you know just maybe tell somebody yeah or two people no 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 maybe we don't need to get that big. Okay. okay. Hey, just want just tell one, just tell Later one yourself to one. Yeah, but if that person is a podcast listener, that would be better. Mm-hmm. You know, because you'll tell somebody maybe that isn't a podcast listener, and then you really told nobody.
1: Right. Maybe just go into their phone and. Ah. Like,
0: hey, you need to. gift. It's a gift. You're saying. Yeah. But also, if you don't like this show, don't do that.
1: No, 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 no. You can just piss off.
0: Yeah, don't don't tell anybody how you felt.
1: Mm-mm.
0: It'd be like, you know, we just we kind of met each other and didn't like each other, and just see you later. It is what it is. There's a lot more shit to do in the world. Yeah, yeah, don't tell anybody. But if you do like show, we do need you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to it, shall we, Ty? Sounds good. Today's show is loaded. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, who just got paid from the Giants, potentially going in for surgery on his foot at some point in the very near future, will be joining us in about 22 minutes. T.Y. Hilton, fresh off a bag, one-year, $10 million deal. He'll be joining us in about an hour and two minutes. And in the third hour, alongside A.J. Hawk, joining us in about two hours and 23 minutes, Justin Simmons, who just became the highest-paid safety of the Denver Broncos. It's very fresh bag Thursday here on the Batman! Yeah. 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 Uh, Shout out to all these guys getting paid and figuring it all out. Kyle Rudolph is shown in a tuxedo with a bow tie. T.Y. and Justin Simmons in their football uniforms. (laughs) Interesting decisions by Zito here. I don't know why Zito chose to do that. Uh, I
2: couldn't get a jersey swap yet, so I just threw in the old. Uh, uh,
0: Respect to the game. Hey, respect to the game, Zito. Also, Zito will be running the board today like he did last week. Uh, My brother is at home. His dog uh, got hit by a car. uh, Got some surgery will be fine. It is a lion. Somebody needs to check on that car. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's at home with him. He'll be back uh tomorrow. Hey, Z, yeah. Big yeah. Dead at Az, Big day today, Here we go, Z. Z.
2: I don't Z. want to make any excuses, but I did cut my finger today as you see in that band-aid right there. Oh yeah. And oh. it does control the sound, so don't hold it against me. Oh so you're saying no flu excuses. game.
0: Yeah. No, excuses. Wow. no excuses. No excuses, obviously. No. Uh last week while Zito ran the board while my brother was uh <laughs> away, uh, we had a hot mic situation. um mm-hmm. A couple of times. We oh, had, we once, we had sound go off in the middle of uh, mm. sentences cold a yeah. couple mics. of different times. Mm-hmm. There were some very cold mic cold situations. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, there was a, a a death of a beat drop that happened oh, out of note, mm-hmm. like, wait on time almost. Yep, yeah. uh, but once he got through those little obstacles. Zito became a great audio person but Thank if this you. show stinks audio wise it is at Viva La Zito you yeah. need to talk to. Uh, Mansuri, Foxy, Nick are all back there as well alongside Billy Tubes. At Ty Schmidt is here Boston Stooge is here mm-hmm. Tone Diggs is here and Gumpy is joining us in the room because Zito is doing the audio I appreciate all you boys here One eight eight Mad Dog 6 is the number if you want to call in we'd love to chat with you. It's going to be tough with three guests so you might be sitting on hold but everybody knows that post show hangout sesh, happy hour sesh that happens on youtube.com forward slash the Show. If you're on hold for three plus hours, we do appreciate normally we answer then. If not, try to get some in the middle of the show today. This Russell Wilson situation is very fascinating to me. This whole thing popped off a few weeks ago. Um, maybe a couple months ago at this point. It may maybe a month and a half ago at this point where Team 3, which is Russell Wilson's team, they make their first official public statement. We knew Team Three existed. Okay. We mm-hmm. knew. Yeah. We yeah. knew we had heard about the million dollars a year in keeping Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. We knew we had heard of this team. Okay, we we knew that it was somewhere lurking. Uh, groundskeepers, and, yeah. and, and chefs, mm-hmm. and yeah. massage therapists, and, and leg uh, cardio doctors, and, yep. and leg doctors, arm doctors, head doctors. Like we know that the, we knew it existed just strictly because with the interviews about him talking about him caring about his body and, and investing in his body, and then watching him play, it's like okay, this is this guy seems to be fully committed to two things: his family, right. Three things. His family, the Lord, yeah. and football. Yeah. Okay. And now, granted, Yankees. Yankees, Yankees baseball. Yankees, baseball, baseball as well. So four things. And then maybe also hosting things. So Maybe five things <laughs> this guy is really focused. And we had heard of Team 3, though, existence. Then just a, mo- a little over a month ago, we should have done the research on when the exact date was. That's on us. Our show does suck, though, and that's you're listening to it. But a little over a month ago, Team 3 put out a statement that they were not happy... With what the Seattle Seahawks were doing with three of team three. Now, this wasn't coming from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was not saying this. They had uh, a meeting without without the three. The team had a meeting and they decided that they are not thrilled with what the Seattle Seahawks are doing with their guy that they do the team around him. Then the next day or maybe even the same day, he goes on to the Dan Patrick show. Now, he didn't say anything that was damning of the Seahawks but he also didn't come out and say, hey, what team three said just hours ago is not true. So then that led to an entire cycle of Russell Wilson isn't happy. Then the offensive line of Seattle got buried, and that led me to think uh, from Team Three. I was like, How is Russell in that offensive line going to get back together? Whenever he's just publicly burying him. Then more and more continued to happen. His agent comes out and speaks. We have not demanded a trade, but here's four teams we would get traded to. Then Russell Wilson and Sierra talk about how much they love Chicago, and there's there's this whole thing happening. And then anonymous sources are coming out saying Russell Wilson fucking stinks. It's a Pete Carroll run team. There's just a lot of slanderous things going on then In a meeting in Fargo, North Dakota, the Seattle Seahawks and the Chicago Bears met, allegedly. Who knows if that was at a bison diner or where the hell they were at Mm -hmm. for that entire meeting or if it was at the actual pro day. They said, we don't want to do this over Zoom. Let's go and meet somewhere that doesn't have any COVID protocols, really. We'll go to North Dakota. I assume North Dakota doesn't have a lot of the COVID, Uncle COVID over there. They've done a great job, I'd assume, uh, strictly because they do social distance over there on a very regular basis. (laughs) But they go there try to get a deal done. The Chicago Bears offer a lot. Two starters, a third-rounder three first rounders they're like hey we want to get him over there they turn that down they sign Andy Dalton the Chicago Bears fans thought they had Russell Wilson now they have Andy Dalton all hell's breaking loose in Chicago now this morning and we assumed that the Russell Wilson saga was over there because publicly they turned down a great offer yeah Three ones, a third, two starters, which we all believe now are two very—Fuller and— Hakeem Hicks. Hicks, Hakeem Hicks, two great players. That's who everybody's assuming were the two starters. So if the Seattle Seahawks looked at that, that means they're definitely thinking about trading Russell Wilson, but they turned down a great offer, so everybody automatically assumed, oh, the Russell Wilson trade is over. No, no, no. Whoa. Listen, Shefty reported— uh, shortly after the Andy Dalton signing, maybe the next day and said, hey, do not think mm. that this rules out the Russell Wilson situation. Uh, it, it almost felt as if Chicago had to get a quarterback because they weren't 100 percent sure whether or not they're going to be able to get Russell Wilson. And they're like, All right, will go back to the drawing board. OK, so they go back. We'll, hey, we appreciate you, um, Snyder, uh, mm. Snyder.
3: John Shannon. Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. yeah. We
0: appreciate you, Schneider. We're going to go back to the drum board, but we need a fucking quarterback if this doesn't work out. Andy Dalton's here. We'll get him, whatever it is. So Schefter kind of alluded to the fact that until draft day happens and we see what the Seattle Seahawks do, there's no real closure on Russell Wilson potentially being traded even to the Chicago Bears again. Like, even maybe to the Chicago Bears after this whole thing, which led us to be like, damn. All right. So if three ones, a third in two starters that are we assume are high quality starters in Fuller and Akeem there, then what are the Chicago Bears going to be able to offer, especially if we know that Nagy and Pace are potentially on their last year? Is the owner just going to let them give four first, four years into the future, you're allowed to do whatever you want, even though you might not even be the quarterback four year, or the coaches at four years in the future. So it was all kind of like, uh, you know, uh, convoluted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was all kind of convoluted. And, and then this morning, Diana Rossini goes on Get Up, and she's like, listen, everything you heard is still real. Russell Wilson's team, From her sources on GetUp, she said, Russell Wilson's team, not happy with what the Seattle Seahawks did this free agency. 75 to 80% of that offensive line that he doesn't like are coming back. So Mm -hmm. all these things are still being said, still once traded. And even though his agent, and he gave permission to his agent to allow four teams to be announced as possible trade locations, Dino Rossini said, he's open to other teams as well. And then allegedly, Russell Wilson's been lobbying for Antonio Brown. That's not going to happen. It feels like everything we thought was happening behind closed doors – in this real housewives of Seattle situation with Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll in the Seahawks and everything. It feels like it's all the way back. If in Diana Rossini, by the way, has been very Spot accurate on. through this entire thing. Now I assume she has missed a couple of times with some, maybe narrative pushing leaks from people to Diana Rossini, but she had the JJ Watt shit early. She yep. had masculine shit. Like she has had a lot of stuff. She's basically sounded as if, She had direct source to people that are saying, this shit ain't over. He wants to get out of there. It's not just those four teams. It's anybody else. Very, very fascinating. Because whenever we talked to Rossini before the ban from ESPN, now the ban from me on ESPN (laughs) people, she was like, hey, there are calls being – and by the way, that came true with the Bears with the whole thing. So I'm fascinated to see how this thing is going. I think Rossini has potential sources on both sides, Seattle and Russell Wilson. I believe there's – now that's me just – she has not told me that – uh, I banned all ESPN people from my life. Orlovsky texted me the other night. I did answer. It was a nice text. But then I told him, <laughs> no more of this. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Can't, can't do it, it. Until it's lifted, we can't do Lock. this whole thing. But it, the, the Russell Wilson, maybe to Miami, who has four picks within the first 50 picks, because she said maybe another team that has a lot of picks is able to do it. This is very fast. And if Russell Wilson gets traded, I am so happy this is back in the conversation. Because yeah. that it would be a... Boom yeah. for this show uh, Especially because there really hasn't been jack shit To talk about now
1: well. and we just went From what was it yesterday when we saw Like the Go Hawks video or a couple days ago And it's like okay well this He's is back. this is dead now but then In this report it says that like he said He wants to be in Seattle but If they're still shopping him, I would assume that this relationship is like Carson said, you know, just fractured beyond repair. Like he wants to get the hell out of there. This is
0: just like whenever Team Three made the statement, and then his agent said Russell has never done it. It's it's always like Russell's like he wants to be on Team. He's cheering for Chris Carson, go Hawks enthusiastically, which made me think like, okay, he's saying go Hawks. He's back, very pumped after all this thing. He's welcoming Chris Carson. Let's go, baby. Let's do this whole thing. It's like okay, Russell Wilson. They must have been able to solve. Whatever potential issues could be happening behind closed doors because, you know, there's more stories. He, he stormed out of a meeting in the middle yeah. of the season last uh-huh. year. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. That relationship, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, and I keep saying Real Housewives of, of Seattle and I, I describe all, you know, potentially overdramatic situations. Mm-hmm as that way like okay feelings are getting pissed off and then that's obviously a real and a fight happens that, that's just like a thing to do but this is like a reality relationship though oh yeah you know every every couple that gets into reality TV aside from I think the duck dynasties yeah. they all end up in a bad spot yeah. okay it's because the reality show shows like oh here's them together here's them happy and then what you don't see behind closed doors whenever the you know when the camera man and lady walk out uh, there and they, they turn off the audio like Zito does, and mm-hmm. the NHL guys do not do, by <laughs> the oh, But you turn on the, they, what happens then? I think that's what we're learning now about this Russell Pete thing. And uh, it's interesting to me. It's just fascinating to me that a relationship that seems so tied at the hip, mm-hmm. like they, they said, uh, Pete and Russell are basically the same person, compete every day, super positive, how are you doing? Like they're the same people. And it's like, well, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think they are. If you're Miami, though, and you're, you, you're a Dolphins fan, Nothing has told you that the Miami Dolphins would do this Mm-mm. at this particular time. Nothing says it, okay? In four picks within the first 50, you could probably get two really good players out of there. Yeah. I mean, most teams, I would assume, if they bat 50% yeah. in the draft, they're pumped up about that. But if you get two pillars going forward and all your other picks, maybe it's just like a rebuild with B-Flow. Let's go and do it. That's why you cut Kyle Van Noy. That's why you make other moves. But, man... That seems like a place that has the picks to potentially go and get a guy. Deshaun Watson situation seems like that is not something that other teams are like. No, let's let's go ahead and let the law figure this whole thing <laughs> out here. Especially with the situation going on with Jack Easterby and Cal McNair too. It's just it feels like Russell Wilson is potentially target number one through four for anybody who has anything in. Connor is sitting up very, very straight in his, oh. in his in his in his in his chair there. You are not saying the Patriots, no.
4: No, nah, no, no way. But I mean, like you said, the Finns, they can give him a you know, second year quarterback in Tua and that third pick so you can get another quarterback if you're not completely. Well they just on signed him.
0: Jacoby too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll give you we'll give you Jacoby Brissett, yeah. Tua, Tong of the top five pick just last year. Uh, yeah. We'll give you four
4: picks in the top fifty this year, right now. There's the deal. Yeah. Bingo. It's way better than the Bears. Like, the Bears had a back 15 pick, and if Russell goes there, those future picks you assume aren't going to be, you know, top 15 picks. But also, <laughs> you're not getting those to for another two, three years. Yeah. B. Carroll might yeah. be done by then. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Because just like we said with Chicago, they didn't have enough. Shut Chicago up. didn't yeah. have enough draft capital to make a move, and they had to go into the future to find it. Yes. Miami has something right now. And if you're somebody, anybody really – now, I guess, I guess there are those chess players who love talking about being chess players. Mm-hmm. I'm playing a long game or whatever. Yeah, but we get if, it. If you, okay, are you? Well, let me king you real quick like it's checkers. Yeah, how about that? And then I'm going to stop playing, by the way, by the time you got that close to at the end Correct. of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm already fucking done with the game. See you later. Um, but if you're any – and you get four picks right now, you, you're, you can sell your fans like, hey, although we lost, we can – we can make this up for this right now. And it feels like Seattle Seahawks fans that have called this show, and I guess I've tried to tap in a little bit into Seahawks Twitter, anytime something like this happens, fans normally are are with the player, with the player, with the player, and then they get to a point where they're sick of it, and they're like, "All right, if this is going to happen, just just fucking do it then. It feels like this is, I don't know. It's crazy to think that Russell Wilson is still potentially going to be traded, though, but it seems messy behind the scenes. It, it's almost like inevitable at this point.
3: And if Pete wants someone to hand the ball off and protect the football, I mean, Tua can do that. Like you don't need. right two won some games last
0: year. I mean, year. It, it is yeah. the
5: second time Russ has done this, though. <clears throat> He's not as bad, but he did the same thing before he resigned his new contract. There was rumors of him going to the Giants as well. Oh yeah, and then that's why, in bed. that's why that bed video was yeah. so
0: big, and it was like one a.m. or two a.m. or whatever in our time. No, it was it one a.m. two a.m. his time?
5: Yeah, it was West Coast time. Okay. See, you were over there. obviously. Because mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. I, I remember watching it. And I, I, I completely forgot if it was 1 a.m. my time or 1 a.m. his time. Because if it's 1 a.m. my time and he was doing that whole song and dance at 10 p.m. I, I was in bed early. I, I don't even, what? Which, by so the way, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's early riser. he's got the sleepologist over there. You know what I mean? Part of yeah. Team 3. That's mm-hmm. part of Team 3. Mm-hmm. How about you? I got a new bed coming in, by the way.
3: Ooh, I need it. I recommended we go. Six recommended months. by Rose. Huh? Recommended by Russ?
0: I would assume me and Russ will have a similar bed whenever this thing comes. Yeah, I've been waiting two and a half months for this thing. <laughs> Still got two and a half to go? Probably. <sighs> this morning I woke up in my, uh, my ass. So the bed, fra- the whole bed has completely quit. You got a canyon. Yes. Yeah, so I woke up sitting like I was in a lazy – almost on a tube going down a river. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the lower back is just, you know, getting contorted or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would assume Russell Wilson and I are going to have a similar bed, but the sleepologist on Russell Wilson, I do believe, is probably a real job for somebody. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson would have to pick up his whole team and move to the new place. And Is that what he does? Is that his house now that we see him throwing in? Is that in Seattle? Because it seems like California. there's a lot of sun. Yeah. It feels like that's an awfully – you know, like Sunshine. It looks like a Los Angeles type. Huh? Mm-hmm. And then maybe will home.
1: Upstate Washington, maybe? Oh, you think maybe up
0: there? Maybe. I did, mean, it looks it? like
1: a pretty big property. He's got a whole goddamn football field out he, there.
0: He, he does have a lot of money, though. That's why he did yeah. that selfie yeah, video. Yeah, true.
1: He got a, Sierra, by the way, a lot of money.
0: True. They mm-hmm. probably have a nice spread down there in Los Angeles, if I had to guess. He is hosting uh,
1: the ESPYs now and stuff. Again? True. I hope so. Uh, I thought he kind of stunk last year. What? Dude, yeah, I was super on. excited for it.
0: What about he hosted the NFL honors, too? Did he? Well, he spoke to oh, yeah, everybody right. he, on the NFL yeah, honors, he, including Steve Harvey's open monologue. Yeah, he might as well have. Aaron cool. Rodgers, hey, you got 35 seconds. Raph you just up. won an MVP. Yeah. Tell everybody. Wrap it, it quick. up.
1: Russell Wilson has a
0: full halftime dance routine, mm-hmm. walking. <laughs> Imagine if, like, Team 3 would have came in behind him oh. and like, did, like, a full... It's like trumpets and stuff, yeah, like, like, like Bruno a, like, Mars's like boys. A, Yeah, like a full yeah. on... And that's why I'm so incredibly <laughs> hey! grateful to have won this hey! Hey! incredible prestigious, <laughs> hey! I said prestigious hey! award, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Thank you so much. Sierra, you got something? She comes sliding in. Yeah. Ooh, how... <laughs> yeah. Go on. Uh, Man, he's so good at football, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If he wasn't as good at football, none of this would even be a conversation, which, by the way, I guess is why it all started, because Russell Wilson feels as if he's much better than people are giving him credit for because he's on a team that doesn't want to win the way Russell Wilson would have to win if he wanted to be respected as a top three guy of all time, Mm -hmm. which is allegedly his motives behind all of this. It's insane.
1: Miami has all the draft capital, but don't the Seahawks want – Like, are they going to be able to get guys comparable to – Fuller and Akeem Hicks in return if they do trade. Wasn't that a big part of it? Is they wanted like two guys who could make their defense or offense better right away?
0: Uh, to a talking below, please have a little respect. But the YouTube uh, commenters just said made something. There's like a $40 million dead cap hit, right? Yeah.
1: yeah
5: that's, that's the biggest. Prior big to issue.
3: June 1st, right? And after doing some research, his house is in Seattle.
5: That's a beautiful wow. area. wow. It Late. gets nice out there, man. As long as it's, the only issue is the rain. It well, rains a lot. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying though. Like, all those videos I see, it Awfully looks like sunny. It's, yeah, it's Clear skies. beautiful. So he gets to work out there, what, four or five days a year up there in Seattle on that field?
5: It can get beautiful. In the summer, it doesn't rain much. It's just every other time, it's usually pretty wet.
0: Uh, underrated, incredibly rainy city, yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
5: Really? The most, uh, actually.
0: Yeah, we had more than Seattle there for a while. Yeah. Whew. Everybody's like, oh, Seattle's a rainy city, and I, I walk outside in Pittsburgh, and I... <laughs> snort some of that steel in the air and then <laughs> i see it's raining everywhere i'm like well i don't know if it can rain more than this fucking place but go ahead and just go ahead and let's get a little muddy out of here russ might
4: have a bubble too you know who knows he might have better facilities than the cincinnati Bengals. i would assume team three has a better facility yeah, than yeah.
0: the cincinnati Bengals, especially after seeing their warm-up area we looked at yesterday with the aj hawk pittsburgh's
3: there. in fifth seattle washington sixth wow who's won Rochester is one, New York, and Buffalo, New York is two.
0: Oh, so a lot of rain up there in New York. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: by Portland, Oregon, Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Seattle, Washington. And then every other city in Ohio.
0: Cleveland, not enough respect for how fucking windy it is over Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Speaking of windy, it's supposed to be like 60 to 70 mile an hour winds here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Look for a few trees around my house to definitely fall and fuck some things up. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. Well, at least you don't have DirecTV anymore. At least I'll be able to watch TV, I guess. Yeah.
0: The interesting thing about direct TV is, you know, you get all those, like, warnings. Like, before phones had them all, you would, people would have satellite, and the warnings for the storms would come on a channel. But with satellite, the channels don't come whenever there's a storm. No. yeah. So people were just sitting there, and there was an entire, like, get to your fucking basement now thing, and the satellite was just, yee! You know what I mean? You never know. It was not on a screen. People were, that's a shame. It is a shame. Hey, tonight, Indiana, get to your basements, from what I've been told. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there ain't nothing you can do about it. No. I've been a part of a couple of those, those tornado situations from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where there's no tornado possibility mm-hmm. because how the hills are aligned, you know? It's going to rain. Hey, and by the way, I think it rains because of all the hills. The clods hit them, the rain happens. I think that is like a scientific thing or whatever, but we don't have the tornadoes. Come out here to Indiana and people are like, hey, listen, when that siren goes, anybody can get it mm-hmm. it is a nightmare oh yeah it is a scary thing whenever my wife and i were sitting outside and we heard that train coming through the trees i was like oh no and i was like please don't hit us right mm-hmm. i didn't point at any neighbors you know what i mean i didn't say like do that but know. you do hope like it feels like this is gonna hit somebody
1: maybe the wind blows it that way yeah yeah
0: what's the poll for today russ boss
2: Oh, I uh, thought I. I uh, <laughs> that's uh, on me. Uh, I know I so stole my job but when I'm back here. Yeah. All last week I didn't do it. Uh, but, uh, no, hey, today's poll uh, no, is no, Russell no. Wilson's no, time to no, sail no, no,
4: no, Okay, Go okay. Hawks, 44%.
0: Don't, don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Just do the audio, Z. Don't talk. <laughs> don't do anything, Z. Mike's off. <laughs> no excuses, Z. No uh, is Russell Wilson. Can you turn the music up, though, yet? Yeah? <laughs> Thanks, <you>, sir. <laughs> hey, you're doing a good job backer. here. a baby, Z. How you doing, I Thought oh. you told me to turn my mic off. Ah, oh, so oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> see? Is Russell Wilson's time in Seattle dead? Dead. Fifty-six percent go Hawks. Forty-four percent. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's he going to go? That's forty million dollar cap hit to the Seattle Seahawks. Saying, yeah, we want him out of here. I don't. By the way, four picks in the top fifty, cheapest guys you can possibly get if you were to have to take mm-hmm. a forty billion dollar cap hit on a guy that's not there. <laughs> People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year.
1: Oh, my Whoa. God.
0: So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No. You
1: know? 30.
0: Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. In the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> it's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those problems yeah. where you're like, well, wait a minute, uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? mica, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else to learn more about these incredible ingredients. Visit getroman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two day shipping. When you go to getroman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two day shipping. That's get Roman dot N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good Mm news. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, you, Roman. Roman. Thank you, Roman. Uh, we got to transition back to what we know more about, which is the NFL uh, announced yesterday on this show, per a source, this man turned down a lot of money elsewhere to remain with the team that he said he loved, to remain in the city that has said, hey, I love this player, to be an Indianapolis Colt for at least another year. Ladies and gentlemen, pro bowler, stud, wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah! What's going on, man? What's good, pal? How you doing? Hey. Congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations on a contract. Hey, thank you, thank you. hey, the wide receiver market this year was very interesting because New England made some plays, and then you and and um, uh, Fuller and uh, there was uh, who Juju Juju. There was a couple big name players in in the wide receiver market where that weren't signing. That first wave didn't happen. What was free agency like for you? What was the plan going in? And did you guys in the Cats Brothers who are your representatives who are good people? I've known them for a very long time did you guys plan on kind of waiting back letting other people do things or is that just kind of how it shaped up you think ty
6: um you know i'm a big believer in god so you know i pray a lot so you know my main thing was just be patient you know we ain't chasing no teams they know what i bring to the to the team so you know they know what i could do so my main thing would just be patient and Whatever happens, happens, but I'm, I'm not going to chase no team. Uh, I played against everybody, so they pretty much know what I could do, and if they want me, they're going to come get me. <laughs> okay, let's talk
0: about teams that have played against you because the media doesn't know, right? The media, mm-hmm. I don't think the national media, because whenever I came out and talked about you, there was a lot of people on Twitter or, or on YouTube that follow our show that – I think almost didn't even remember that you were in the NFL for whatever reason. And it was it was almost like your name is not one that has been talked about since Luck's retirement, right? You and Luck took over the NFL and the AFC South for a long time. It was beautiful to watch. I got a chance to see that thing grow. Last year, you have a down year, but nobody understands stats-wise, not everything else like that. What What people don't understand is you're a player that other teams respect so much when you started getting coverages rolled to you and whenever you started getting was that like a cool day for you now granted it sucks i assume but <laughs> when that starts to happen is that like a pretty cool thing a, a massive compliment from the other teams when that starts to happen to you
6: oh uh, absolutely i mean i mean it's a respect thing you know if uh, they take me out of the game then they got, they got a better chance at winning but what they don't know is um, we got playmakers on the field so if they go take me away, I'm cool with that. Uh, other guys got to step up and make plays, and and that's what it, that's what we've been doing. So um, I know my numbers are down, but just just watch the film and look how teams are playing me. Um, and and it, and it shows that they they respect me a lot by by rolling coverage towards me, putting two or three guys on me. It's just, I mean, what, what more you want me to do?
0: Yeah, well, that. <laughs> by the way, whenever there was a tweet put out by somebody that was like, "There's no." real market for T.Y. or whatever that was yesterday. Somebody put that out. And I read that and I was like, there's no way because the respect that you say that that you talk about, the respect the teams are showing you, I got a chance to witness that. It happened. Whenever Reggie, uh, towards the end of Reggie there, it started like, okay, the the same coverages that Reggie was getting, and I assume before Reggie Marvin was getting, it started becoming like, okay, it's going to T.Y. now. I think Belichick, I think whenever Belichick did it for the first time, for me and Vinatieri was a big thing like, damn, even, hey, Belichick. Bill Belichick is even saying, like, this is a, a big deal. And I think that's why, when I saw that tweet that there was no market, I thought it was complete bullshit. And then hours later, the announcement comes out, you're going back to the Colts, and then you text me. You're like, hey, I turned down a lot of money. I was like, that, that seems to make a lot of sense with that whole thing. Why did you decide to turn down a lot of money to come back to Indianapolis for the year? And I don't want you to say the team or out the team, but I assume there was numerous teams involved in this
6: entire thing? Oh, yeah, it was, it was some teams. It was a lot uh... There's a couple teams actually, um, but you know some teams, you know it's free agency, so some teams get their guy and some teams don't. And when they miss on their guy, then they, they want the next guy. So you know I, I fell in a lot of those categories for some for some um, some some teams and other teams are just like um, hold on wait you know we to get back to you. But you know I mean I, for me I just was very patient you know um, through the whole thing. And but the, the one person that I, I got to give a lot of credit to is is Reggie Wayne. Uh, I call him '87 and. You know, he helped me out a lot, man. He answered the phone when I needed him. He was a big help all the way through this whole thing. And, you know, i give anything for him, man. And he's he's a really big brother to me. And I, I love him to death, man. And it, it just for him to, to be there every step of the way with me all the way till I signed, um, it, was, it was incredible. But, um, yeah, I, t- I actually turned out. I actually would have made more money the day I signed than my whole contract with Indy. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh dude, so how do you now listen, loyalty is awesome. (laughs) Okay, loyalty listen, I wanna let you know that's fantastic. That's awesome. All right? That's way to go hey that doesn't that doesn't happen a lot but the nfl is a business that's that's literally what the nfl is this is a profession you've already you've made a good bank but hey i understand your family your circumstances it's like one of those situations whenever that comes across the table i assume it's not just you i assume reggie's within Mm -hmm. this conversation i assume the cats i assume the family's involved in this thing how do you make that decision to go with you know what? I like indie. I know indie. And uh we got a chance to do something with Carson here that maybe maybe we can reset it or or how do you make that decision there? Because more money on the day that you signed than you've ever made in Indy sounds very that sounds very nice. I don't know. How'd you get through that process of picking indie over that?
6: That was tough, man. It was it was very tough. Um just just prayer man you know and i asked god to show me signs of, of what i should do, do oh you know, no no not here. this
0: bullshit again you know what he <laughs> was say? he was supposed to go to west listen. virginia he was supposed real. to go to west virginia this dude was supposed to be a mountaineer okay and he does this whole i believe in signs thing is very real with him his kid picked up a fucking hat to fiu and that's why he went there instead of wow. going to wvu and by the way it worked out this, <laughs> it worked out all this thing but is that real like you just
6: listen Listen, I'm going to tell you, true, true story. No, 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 no bull. So I, pray, I prayed about it. Uh, I prayed about it by 12 o'clock. Um, I signed, what, three? So I prayed about it by 12 o'clock. I've been, been texting Chris Ballard um, the whole time. So by by 2.30, I'm like, man, by 3 o'clock, I'm, I'm signing somewhere. Um, wherever it's at, I'm signing. And then 2.55, I got off the phone with Chris. And I'm like, um what, what, like, are we gonna get this done? Like, how can we get this done? And he came, he came up with a number, and I'm like, man, you know, all right, all right, it's all right. It's all right. Well, I guess it's meant for me to go to this next scene. Soon as I soon as I close his his message, text me. and say texts me. I said, there go my sign right there. He, <laughs> when he texts me, that's when we got it done. We me, we got it done. Hey, was he, was his text like
0: a like one of his tweets? Was it awesome? What was what was the text like from Jim Irsey?
6: No, it was awesome, man. just hoping that we, you know we could get we uh it was a, it was a great deal. Hopefully, we could get it done. And I told him, I told him the number that I wanted, and they they got to it right then and there, and the deal got done. Ah, Jim Irsey is just like uh, brothers, <laughs> you know, brothers. Brother,
0: brother, brother, listen, I'm trying to. What do you need? What do you need? Uh, Okay, Chris, just give the guy the. That's awesome. <laughs> that Ursay gets involved in that entire thing. Two fifty five. I'm making a. I'm making a decision by three. Jim Ursay comes in from the clouds with a blue text. I
6: assume blue text. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Him and, him and, him, yeah. Him and him and Chris. Him and Chris did it, man. I'm very. I'm very appreciative of them. Okay. What do you know about Carson Wentz?
0: What are your thoughts on Carson? Have you talked to him? Because this is a big deal. Now, uh, I had Carson on my show. Did you see it? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, this is a joke. <laughs> uh, I mean, you were in the middle of free agency. I mean, you got business going on. It's free agency, man. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got conversations with God too that have to happen. But like the um, when he came in here, he was much different than I ever imagined. It feels like he's, uh, you know what I mean? Like it feels like he. He's, he lives under a rock, I do believe. Like, I don't think he knows any shit going on outside of football or whatever. But he loves football, it seems like. And I talked to LeGarrette Blunt yesterday, and he was like, Carson's a cool dude. I think there's a chance for something very special if this offense can go. Now, I do believe you guys are going to need another weapon. That's not your decision. I think that would help you out immensely if that was the case. But what do you know about Carson? Have you talked to him? And how do you feel this year is potentially going to go with him?
6: Man, I, 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 I've i been talking to Carson since the day he signed, and, you know. And he he texted me yesterday too. Uh we texted each other yesterday and it was like, are we close? Like, how are we looking? You know, it just, you know, he, he wants to, he wants to, he wants to play football with me and I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna play with him. So, um, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been incredible for me, for him to just continue to reach out to me as I'm a free agent and, you know, I, I respect him a lot and, I can't wait to get to work with him and you know I told him like you need me I'm, I'm gonna be there I'll go through the fire with you and he said I'll do the same for you so you know we look forward to it and you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be some big things happening in the end. And I've said this
0: one other time earlier today and so it might get a little bit played out and I, I when he walked in when I saw him he's hey he's got lux. Hey, he's a pretty big son of a, hey, he's a, a, (laughs) hey, you know, I did not expect that. Like, when he came in, it was like a real, and I'm wearing my Hoka Ones, you know, so I got, (laughs) I got, got, so I got a little, he's a big dude. And it's like, as I was watching him walk, I was like, now he doesn't talk or act or anything like luck or whatever. I'm like, because you and Andrew you guys were awesome. It made no sense what you guys were doing. It was, I believe, there was a play call for the nine other people on the field, and then there was just you and Luck there for a while. Whenever you have to change quarterbacks after his retirement and you go to Jacoby, then you go to Phillip Rivers, now you're going to Carson, how does that not get? I don't say like too much to continue to build chemistry with these people. You know what I mean? Like because that's a real big deal with the wide receiver and the quarterback. You and Andrew had a lot of love for each other, not just on the field but off the field. Is building that chemistry like something that's a priority for you? And how do you do it, especially in the COVID world that we're in right now?
6: Uh, you know, COVID makes you know everything tough, but um, you just gotta do it virtual right now. And whenever you get together, you start you start building that chemistry, uh, start learning the playbook, start learning what what, what Carson like, what he doesn't like, you know, uh, what, what spots he wants you at, uh, you know, uh, how you like to call the plays, you know, what he like to check to, you know, what routes I like to run. So, uh, you know, once we get once we get those things down, uh, the rest the rest will be easy. OK, so what was some differences between like
0: Andrew, Jacoby and Phil that you realized whenever like different spots you just said, is there like ways you break? You make breaks that some quarterbacks like it, and they're more comfortable with. And does that change what you have to do, or are they adjusting to what you do? How does that whole thing kind of come
6: together? Uh, we 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 uh we it's give and take. You gotta um adjust to each other. Uh, with Andrew, it's just like it, it's like night and day. I can, just, I can just go out there and close my eyes and, and run an out and just know he's just gonna throw the ball regardless of who's standing there. Um, <laughs> Jacoby, you know Jacoby, he he likes he likes to see the rock and then he likes to throw it. Uh, Philip, he he's he's more he's more a timing guy as well. So um, you know he's like the uh, like you in the spot, and then he gonna hit you at it. So um, they they're all different in their own ways, but the one thing that they all have in, in, all have together is they they love football. Man, they study a lot. They study a lot. You know, from the time they walk in to the time they're leaving, they're always studying. You know, always in their playbook, always watching film. And that's what I give them credit. That's that's all. That's one thing they all do. Have you talked to Andrew? All, all the time. We, we just we just the text before I got on. He's got to be pumped for you, I'd assume. Oh, absolutely! Um, He's very happy. You know, he texts me, man. I'm so proud of you. And I told him money I turned down. He said, "Wow, dude, that's awesome!" (laughs) Of course, Andrew. Yeah, he's probably on his
4: bike, uh, like
0: drinking like some like super healthy thing. Just like, yeah, the money isn't. It's not about. Andrew is one of the most interesting humans to ever exist. I think. (laughs) I I do believe that. How is he? Is he happy? Yeah.
6: Is he? Yeah. He 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 made me want (laughs) to (laughs) retire. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Ty. Uh,
4: the day before you signed with the, Col- resigned with the Colts. Uh, the hashtag bring T. Y. Home was trending for almost 24 hours. Is that something you see, and does that play any sort of factor into
6: your decisions? Oh, absolutely. That 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 played a big factor, man. I mean, just seeing it, seeing the songs, seeing the tweets. I mean, it, it it was it was awesome, man. I listened to every last one of them, man. And it just was incredible. Y'all. The love that this city has for me, man. It was. It, it definitely touched me in, in a major way. Well, Jim Ursay tweeted
0: um, after the season, other than T.Y. Hilton, who should be on the other three banners? And I was like, okay, so this is Ursay basically saying, like, this guy's not going anywhere. And then there was a press conference where Ursay was like, if T.Y. can get back, we hope he gets back. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Now I'm mm-hmm. hearing Ursay was like, Chris Ballard probably went to Jim and was like, Hey, we're just not there, you know. We, and Ernie's like, "Let me talk to him. Let me talk. What do you need? Got it. Let me sell this uh, Beatles drum kit real quick." <laughs> he is the man. Hey, Chris Ballard has been really cool. I assume building that culture. Have you? It, it's almost like. Because you had to rebuild again. I mean, you had to rebuild the culture. He said before he brought in any free agents, he wanted to build that. What have you seen from the team that Chris Ballard has kind of built, and what are your thoughts on how Chris Ballard has led as a GM now that you've experienced a couple now at this point?
6: Oh, Chris has done an amazing job, man. The guys he has he has brought in, man, has has been all pro players, man, and even the ones that haven't there. They're making a, a huge impact on the game, and they're changing the game. And the culture is 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 family, man. And we all sacrifice something for one another. And there's no selfishness, man. We all do it for the team. It's team, team, team. It's never a me. And you know, when you got that, and guys that 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 buy in, man, the team go a long way. And Chris has done a great job, him and Frank. And you know, and we in those guys. You know, it starts from the top, man. And once the once the guys continue to buy in man it's gonna be special heard you're getting your
0: ass beat in cornhole
6: could mm. okay. what, that's, that's, what, what right.
0: were that's what people were saying they were saying uh ty because of his record and what was happening in the locker room in cornhole they were thinking maybe you're gonna to have to go to another locker room <laughs> yeah to kind of play
6: a little bit different somewhere else that's what i heard the people also said i ain't have i ain't have no teams interested so you know what the people say <laughs> 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 did you see
0: any of that I mean did you you couldn't I, I were you invested in what was going on in the market like that day one when the Patriots by the way just spent like a hundred I went crazy crazy so you have to pay attention to that right I assume you saw oh all absolutely of, yeah what are you like in a war zone like in a room watching like all the <laughs> is that what you got going on
6: I was watching you know, NFL free agent frenzy you know I'm a, I'm a football player man you know it's free agency I, I, I love watching that
0: everybody's getting, hey, it seems like people are figuring out ways to get paid. You should have tried to negotiate one of those 10-year, nine voidable years yeah. for $600 million yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean. It's Hey, this you're going to be a free agent again next year and we assume with the 11-year, $110 billion media rights that just got signed or whatever for the NFL, we assume free agency next year is going to be insane, but have you and the Katz brothers talked about how some of these deals around the NFL are being structured right now? Did that ever come into conversation with the voidable years and uh we'll pay this and and maybe negotiate this have you was that even a conversation piece about the business of the whole thing uh no nah, no
6: nah, not yet um okay i, I was basically was just looking for a, a one or two year deal okay so you did no. want to you did want a shorter deal yeah yeah yeah
0: oh so you can yeah hey <laughs> I'm <a business> <laughs> no, by the way hope you never leave indianapolis the fact that you already did this one time turn down a lot of money and in the fact that it's a number that go andrew goes wow that's awesome yeah. uh, the fact that you did that i don't want
6: hey you, you're gonna hey did, hey did you did you see did you see my uh my eyes tweet um yesterday yeah is that when you got the text from Merce? no that was a text that i was almost
0: gone oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was close. It was that close, huh? Oh my yeah. god, uh, where, what, five where? seconds away,
3: man. Wonder to where?
0: Yeah, where are we gonna go? Hey, <laughs> Baltimore. It was Baltimore. Hey. hey, listen, you don't have to tell us, obviously, but I do believe Baltimore was in on something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also yeah. the quarterback. Uh, that's Baltimore. what it was.
6: That's what it was. Was it? Yeah.
0: Okay, so we did get that out of you. And uh, we do feel bad, <laughs> but it's good for us too. Yeah. I mean, so we don't know how we feel. But did they come in late there? Is that what you mean? They came in late, huh?
6: Yeah. Well, I've been talking to them the whole time. But, you know, they they, they came in and made a great push at the end. And they wanted to get it done. Go, hey. South Florida boy down there playing quarterback.
0: You know what I mean? I, I assume that, that,
6: that,
1: that was something that, you know, you had to think about at least. Ty, what do you have? T.Y., you mentioned trying to build, you know, that chemistry with Carson. Have you maybe considered going duck hunting with him? Is that something
0: yeah. you, you might pick up Get out now on that he's the your pond. quarterback? Get out there on the pond.
6: Oh, oh, I don't mess with these animals, man. They're, they're, they're
0: kind of crazy. <laughs> uh ty i'm so happy for you thank you for saying what you just said by the way that's a big deal i mean that's yeah and by the way you know you and carson could become like a hell of a tag team here in india this could be something really special here for the next five four or five years or whatever
6: oh absolutely man i I look forward to it man he's he seems, he seems like a great guy. You know, I talked to um, Tory Smith today about, about Carson, and, you know, he had a number great things to say about him. Man. He said, man, y'all got a chance to be real dangerous. So, um, you know, I just can't, I can't, wait, I can't wait to um, get a chance to work with him. People are now going to be talking about, you know, <laughs> hey, the South Florida
0: boys down there, Lamar, P.Y. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, that's going to be the whole conversation now is what it would have been like. Interesting stuff. I'm happy you stayed in Indy. The Colts are lucky for that. Thank you for stopping by and chatting with us, brother. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, how long we going? You gonna let that thing go?
6: Uh until I retire. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Hey, have you gotten a fool as somebody? Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. How oh, it hurts like hell, huh? Do it, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: ladies and gentlemen. T.Y. Hilton, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. he's the best. Oh, bye. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. Okay. Okay, Diggs, way to go. Way to dive in there.
3: Well, now I'm just happy he didn't go to the Ravens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that is good idea. And I, I do believe the public narrative on TY and maybe potential media narrative is much different than teams' narratives because, you know, whenever him and Andrew were going, it was unbelievable. Andrew, it seemed like, would, like I said to him, like nine nine other guys had a different play going on. But he would – or whatever and he would just close his eyes it looked like in the middle of almost death certain death and just throw it and then all of a sudden T.Y. would come flying out of literally out of the frame he would come Flying into the frame and just (laughs) with like three people there and it was like who is that? And he stands up and does this whole thing. And it was like, oh, that happened that happened like one time. It was like that was cool. And then it just started like it became like in every other game occurrence. Like, hey, this guy and Andrew, they just have this chemistry. They got brought in together. It was unbelievable. And then as the offense continued to grow, it was it was, he, he started getting smarter, and Reggie was like with him every single day. It was just like his football IQ and, and learning how to do things. And he gets down without getting hit. It's I assume the teams had a lot more respect for him just because firsthand we were watching teams do what they would normally do to Reggie to Ty. You know, it was like a, almost like a passing of the baton almost to mm-hmm. him. And it's hard in football. And like he said, I think we talked to him last year a little bit. I don't know if I texted with him or it was on the show. Uh, But he was like, hey, if they need me to run just a go so that three people just kind of open things up, I'll do it or whatever. And he was doing that without making a big fucking, like without being like Mm -hmm. to the media, you know, like, well, my jobs are dim. I'm doing this now. And he watched those games, those Colts game. It was literally that was happening. He was running just like posts and like three people were opening up. Then the tight end was able to get open, which Phillip Rivers loved to throw to. I I assume that the other teams were going to give him a lot more respect than the public and the media was. Uh, but I'm thankful he's back in Indy. One year, though, that he's going to hit free agency again after a year with Carson. Mm-hmm. I'll be excited to see how that goes if Jim Ursa gets into the text box again.
4: Well, <laughs> if he has a good year, too, with Carson, which it seems all signs are pointing to it, he might be able to get that same Ravens-type money from the Colts next year. Hey. Well, they're going to pay Darius Leonard. Right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be up. They're going to have to pay Quentin Nelson.
0: Mm-hmm. He's going to be up. They're going to have to pay uh, offenses, uh, another offensive lineman, I believe. Kelly? Yeah. I'm not. Uh, no, no, Ryan a, Kelly's up highest, for another two. One yeah, of the right highest now. paid centers, I think. He's a really good player. He yeah. came in uh, when I was still there. Super quiet dude at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. And he started playing good. Ryan Kelly, good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. He's like a guy you'd love having. I've never done it, but like in the locker room I was—I think I was with him for like a year or two or whatever guy you would like to go have a beer with he, Like, he's a good guy cool mm-hmm. guy that whole offensive line is awesome Carson Wentz is going to love it like you said yesterday he had a rugby player blocking for him mm-hmm. at right yeah. tackle for a large part of the season the Colts offensive lines unbel- they need another weapon though Yeah, have they to. need have another to. weapon
5: Sammy Watkins he's perfect it would be awesome need if him. Sammy
0: did, did, did we get any update on whether or not he left the building uh huh Because he went to the Ravens, then Mm -hmm. came to Indy. He has not left the building. By the way, Juju allegedly got a Baltimore offer, then went back to Pittsburgh. T.Y. got an offer from Baltimore, went back to Indianapolis. I wonder what's going on over there. What's the
4: pitch? Well, probably, you know, everybody saw Harbaugh almost get his ass beat by Mike (laughs) Vrabel and said, you know what, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to choose someone else. All right, okay. You Uh,
5: saw it last year, even when teams don't completely zero in on T.Y., that first half against the Raiders, he just went off. Yeah. crazy if you you have another actual weapon with him yeah that they they have to respect that's the missing piece and
0: i didn't ask you why this i'll do this the next time on but he had he understands like hey if you Mm -hmm. give me somebody else that could potentially take this triple the safety over top the jam from somebody dropping in his zone, then even another corner coming over if we could potentially take care of that especially with his ability to run routes and he he's quick it's just He's a stud. The Colts got a very good one. I'd assume in a year from now, I do like the fact that he said, I was only going to do a one-year, two-year deal, wherever. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm a businessman. (laughs) (laughs) Joining us right now is a man who just signed, I mean, after a little bit of a, you know, storyline about whether or not it was going to happen, newest member of the New York Giants, ladies and gentlemen, tight end, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle, how's it going, pal?
7: Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, where are you right now? Hanging out? I see you're in a room uh, that has zero light.
7: <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I'm up in Minnesota at home. So we're, we got back home from New York yesterday. How
0: was the trip to New York? It was pretty eventful, from what I heard on the other side of the uh, the Twitterverse here.
7: <laughs> it was certainly more eventful than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, you know, you you sign contracts and uh, you have your routine, like physical that you know, nothing really ever comes about from, and, you know, I had the foot injury during the season that cost me to miss the last four games. And, um, you know, I, I didn't need surgery at the time. It was something that was going to heal on its own. And, you know, here I was the last two weeks, three weeks, uh, running and training and doing everything completely normal. Um, you know, my foot didn't feel any different. Uh, but you know, after some pictures in that physical, that, they realize that it's gonna gonna need to get cleaned up a little bit. But um, you know, it's it's a blessing in disguise because had I not signed with a new team and had a physical in March, you know, we don't we don't have our physicals usually until you go back for training camp and you know, we would have had no idea that my foot even had an issue and I could have just trained all off season or gone to training camp and, and potentially made it a lot worse. So I'm glad I'm just able to get it fixed now in March and and I'll be ready to go when it's time to play football.
0: Well, a couple of things. Congratulations on the contract. Thank you. Very awesome. Okay. Very happy for you. you. Uh, I think I think what the Giants are doing right now seems like they're going all in. I enjoy that a lot. Giants fans have to love it. You don't know this yet. You haven't got to experience it. But that division stinks, Kyle. You might have <laughs> You might have 70,000 yards next year. Uh, can't wait to watch it. But you're right about that blessing in disguise thing because – I assume at this age, right, in the NFL, there are things that are sore on you, but you've had conversations with people that like you can't hurt it worse. It's going to hurt. You just keep it moving there. Now, yeah. was there an actual conversation or a thought? Because publicly it was like, whoa, 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 this deal, because of the physical, might fall through. Did it ever feel like that through the entire thing after the pictures were sent, or were the Giants basically like, let's look at this a little bit more, but we're still, we feel pretty good about everything.
7: No, the, the conversations were never is the deal on and off the table. It okay. was, you know, do you have to have your foot fixed now or not? And, um, you know, that was really the uncertainty because, you know, uh, a joint in your foot is not like uh, an ACL. You know, if you throw an ACL MRI up there on, on the screen and the ACL is torn, you have to fix it. Um, you know, there are certain things that some people would say, yeah, I think you should fix that. Or no, I think it'll be fine um you know you'll be okay so so it was more just the the predictability of do we fix this or not and if so like we need to move forward and and make that happen so that was more the discussions you know like i I went out to dinner with with some of the giants people on tuesday night and you know never was i like oh man like i'm not gonna have a contract anymore um so yeah we just pretty much spent all day tuesday calling doctors and getting opinions uh, trying to figure out what to do.
0: Okay, because outside looking in, there was it felt as if there was a chance. Now, it didn't feel like a big chance, but it was like, oh, oh hold on, this Kyle Rudolph Giants thing might not happen. It's nice to know that the Giants were never felt like that. Have you gotten a chance? I assume you said he went to dinner. Was Joe Judge involved in that? I've only seen Joe Judge recover a fumble in training camp in the mud. And then now, with the way that whole thing is going, what, what, what was the pitch, basically, for the Giants? Because a lot of free agents are signing there. They're re-signing their own. Guys, what was the conversation about what the Giants' future is going to look like, and why are you excited aside from the cash? Hey, 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 Whoa. hey. Whoa. hey. Uh, aside from the cash, though, what is the thought of what the Giants are going to be, and what are they telling people that whenever they get in the building?
7: Well, so I talked to Coach Joe Judds on the phone, you know, really like right in the middle of the free agent process, and you know, I, I probably spent 25 30 minutes just chatting with him, you know, getting to know one another all the way back to, you know, his high school sport days in Philly, where I grew up, um, you know, his coaching path and kind of what are his beliefs? How does he want to build this thing? And, you know, once once I hung up the phone with him, I knew that this was, this was the place that I needed to go to. Huh. Um, yes, I'm, I'm an older guy in the league, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't foresee the end of my career here in the near future. You know, I'd love to play for another five, six, seven years. And um, when I see the way that he's building this organization in New York and, the like you said, the pieces that are being brought in this year, keeping their own guys there, building around the young quarterback that's extremely talented, I just – I see this as a great opportunity for me for for the next however many years. And, obviously, then you take – Coach Joe Judge and his culture and the way that he's building things, and you add an offensive coordinator like Jason Garrett, the success that he had in Dallas with with a pretty good tight end that played well into his 30s as well. Yeah, terrible so, Um He knows knows how to knows how to use a tight end that's old and slow like myself. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to being in that system.
0: Hey, how about Jason Witten? People forgetting how damn good he was at football because of that one year run in Monday Night Football. Like, oh, yeah. That was people forgot he had to get back out there. They're, like the Witten team was like, "Hey, man, we got to get listen. out to play. Another people I forgot <laughs> how good you were. He's unbelievable at football, and that offense was beautiful to watch, both with Tony and Dak, and then obviously when he went out to the Raiders. There, five, six, seven more years, I, I think, is possible, especially now that he doesn't have that busted ass foot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know there what I mean. That, that
7: busted. That's why I got to fix it. <laughs>
0: uh, have you talked? to the young quarterback that has a lot of, it seems like his upside is there, I mean he reminds me a lot of, and this is going to sound so stupid because I think a lot of people have said it and it's not very original or whatever but when you see him start to run, now I'm, I'm not going to say he's the same player as Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, his rookie year, was an NFL vet already. It was this whole different thing. But his body, his size, it feels like his will, his arm, it's all there. It's just can they keep him alive long enough to make the plays? Have you talked to him? What has been your experience with him? What are your first thoughts on him? And also Saquon, have you got a chance? Because there's some superstars on that Giants team that you just got added to as well.
7: Absolutely. I got to talk to Daniel over the weekend and um... – First of all, I, I didn't realize how young he was. He's only 23 years old. And, you know, I just assumed he was a four or five year guy at Duke. And then uh, obviously he's been in the league now going on his third year. We, we went up um, uh, two years ago and, and played against the Giants. And I remember uh, watching him in that game and some of the throws that he made. Uh, I remember talking to some of our defensive guys like Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith, and. Um, you know, they were like, dude, this, this quarterback's got some juice to him. You know, he, he's a stud. And then you watch him kind of over the last two years, and, and you, you said it, he's got all the intangibles to, to be an Andrew Luck-type quarterback. Um, you know, hopefully you, we put a bunch of pieces around him and we can take some of the pressure off of him, uh, let him just go out there and, and play with confidence and, and let all those attributes and abilities take over. Uh, and then you mentioned Saquon. I haven't talked to Saquon yet, but um, – I would like to think now this will be my 11th year and, you know, I'm probably blocked Damn. for three Hall of Fame running backs in a row. I mean, going Adrian Dalvin, certainly off to a hot start in his career. And, you know, you look what Saquon's done throughout his first couple years. So um, as a pretty average blocker, it's always good to have unbelievable <laughs> running backs running behind you. Hold on.
0: I heard the quote. I heard that the, the Vikings, you know, the change of the system was another like blessing in disguise for you because you were forced to almost get better at blocking. Look at you. You, you. you you, got to get out there and set your feet, huh?
7: I had to get down and dirty for a couple of years. I'm used to just running around and catching balls, and that wasn't the case the last couple of years in Minnesota.
0: I don't know Garrett's offense well enough, and I do remember Witten having success, and I don't know if it's the exact same offense uh, that he's running over there, but your plan is to get back to catching balls, huh?
7: Absolutely, uh, and, you know that certainly played a big part into why I wanted to go to New York as well. Um, you know, I feel like I have a lot left to offer in that aspect of the game, um, but at the same time, now over the last two years, uh, I've I've figured out this blocking thing a little bit, and you know, I can certainly help on first and second down be out there you know just like i said when you block for a guy like saquon barkley it doesn't take much uh, and he's gonna hit a home run every time yeah
0: he's gone he is explosive the giants missed him mightily last year i assume in the locker room and also on the field you had that tiptoe <laughs> nimble oh, oh, yeah. nimble big guy catching the back of the end zone if i do recall right you still got a little bit in there huh
7: I, I like to think I still got a little bit, but, you know, that was the only ball that came to me in the end zone last year, so I had to make sure I caught it. <laughs>
0: oh, my God, oh, my God. This might never happen again. Let me go ahead and figure this yeah.
7: out. Hey, uh, Who cares where it's at? I got to grab it.
0: How long is the recovery for that foot?
7: Uh, just a couple months. Like I said, we're just cleaning something up and I shouldn't miss any football stuff. You know, I'm looking forward to getting back out on the field there when, when we start going uh, training camp into the regular season.
0: Well, now, OK, you said training camp going into regular season. I won't miss any football yeah. stuff. I guess there's a big conversation right now. You're an OG in the league now at this point, year 11. You're probably a part of this conversation. NFLPA. NFL having conversations about the offseason mm-hmm. remaining what it was last year. Like, hey, a lot of guys are like, okay, uh, yeah, I tried it one time without it. It was like the lockout year was the best. Like, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember wanting a lockout every year. And now, granted, <laughs> going, going to a new team, a new offense, I would assume mm-hmm. reps are in meetings and everything like that's going to help. Your thoughts on what the – I don't want you to say, like, I think this is the right way or this way. Do you think there's a chance, though, that offseasons going forward – are going to be much more like what we saw last year from the conversations you're hearing amongst the NFL PA? Or do you think the NFL is going to win that and say, we need you back in the building?
7: Well, I'm not in any of the PA conversations, um, but, you know, I understand the, the young player side. And obviously I, I see the perspective as an 11 year vet side. Um, the thing that I would say, if we were to have last year's off season, um, hopefully we can at least have some preseason games Uh, those preseason games are are far more important to younger guys who Mm. that's their resume. You know, what you put on tape in those two, three preseason games that you get to play in, that's not only your resume for for the team you're currently on, but for the other 31 teams as well to evaluate you. But I will say for young guys, the the setup that we had last year with kind of the the virtual meetings for a few weeks and then – a couple of weeks leading into training camp was like, all right, they called them, you know, like um, they were almost phase one and phase two of the old off-season program, OTAs type stuff. Yeah, Class in mom, opinion, classroom. Yeah, in my opinion, classroom in my opinion, it helped. It helped bring young guys along so much quicker than, hey, we're going to bring you in for rookie mini camp. We're going to give you an hour install. We're going to throw you on the field with a a bunch of Tommy tryhards that are trying to sh- prove to the NFL scouts that they need to be out there when. 50 out of the 60 guys aren't going to be on the roster the next week. And then the next thing that they happen is they get thrown on the roster with a bunch of vets. And then they're on the vets at practice. And I just think the setup last year where by the time we hit the field in late July, these rookies had gone through an install three, four times. and, And they hit the ground running. And I think a lot of our young players were able to contribute this year most notably Justin Jefferson, who was a a phenomenal rookie, you know, just went out and made plays from, from day one. And I'm not saying that Justin wouldn't have had a great year. I just think when he, when we showed up in July, he was ready to roll. And, you know, it was almost allowed his natural ability to take over because he wasn't grinding through all these installs and thinking about, you know, the, the nuances of an offense. He had already been through it three or four times. So I think there are good things from both a young player and an old player's perspective with last year's offseason. I would like to see preseason games, especially for, for the young guys, because that's their resume. That's their only opportunity to show what they got.
0: What a hero. let wow. wow. right. It's bigger than him, Kyle. It's bigger than me. <laughs> All right, it's bigger than me, Kyle.
7: Well, tr- uh, trust me, I love the off season too. I don't have to show up till mid July. I can really well, not this year. My golf, my golf game just got destroyed for the next couple months, but oh. uh normally I'd play a lot of golf.
0: I was gonna I was gonna say, uh you went to Notre Dame, so I assume you're uh now granted I watched that admission scandal. Is that that means nothing, I guess, at this yeah, point yeah, where it doesn't true. matter where you went to did you see that talk?
7: I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Oh wait, you gotta I, I, let, Let's be honest. The only reason I went to Notre Dame was because of football. Okay. Um, so.
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that have gone to a lot of schools for sports that they had no idea even existed before they got a scholarship for said sport. It just seems one of those things. Learning a new offense, though, anything anything for you? Or, or have you? I assume you already have the iPad. You're already looking into
7: it. Is there um, anything? You know, playing for a defensive coach for 10 years. You know, my first three years, I played for Leslie Frazier and then uh, the last seven, Coach Zimmer this is my sixth offensive coordinator in six years so it's just kind of like ah. this is what we do in the off season <laughs> you learn a new offense so uh you know now i'll have a quite quite a few more new teammates than i've had the last few years but uh in terms of learning a new offense learning a new system uh, it's it's just the sixth year in a row that, that I'm going through it.
0: Yeah, you know, some people are saying that Kyle is potentially a big, dumb dipshit. Turns out that's not the case not at all. all. Nope. That, this guy's six offenses already <laughs> yeah. in ten years. Unbelievable. Wow. Hey, your statement there about playing for a defensive coach, having different coordinators is so interesting and fascinating, and uh, while you were saying it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that probably is the case." When the defensive guy's in charge, it's like, "Hey, that offense needs to be better. We need to uh, we need to do that whole thing." Probably much more likely than if an offensive guy's in charge, like, "Hey, our defense is letting us down." That, that's kind of like a natural human instinct in this entire thing. Um, fascinated by it all. What do you have,
4: Connor? Yeah, Kyle. Uh, there was a report last year that Joe Judge went up against uh, the offensive line coach Colombo, <laughs> and that they threw hands. Uh, based on your conversation, that was
0: debunked by. M- Most parties that were around, but that was a conversation at one
4: point. Yeah, based on your conversation with him, you know, talking about playing sports back in the day, do you think Joe Judge is someone who would go up against (laughs) somebody, you know, who has 100 pounds, maybe four inches on him?
7: No, I didn't, I never realized until I I sat down in his office yesterday and, and got to spend some time with him you know, he's a big dude, and, um, <laughs> okay. you know, I can see it. I mean, he, he's a big dude, and, and he's fiery. I, I just – I love his energy. I, I love, you know, what he brings to the table, his attitude. Obviously, Pat, you referenced the video him diving on the football and the oh, yeah. mud in training camp, and I think he's a perfect combination of, you know, he's got the old-school mentality. He's an old-school coach. You know you're going to go out there and work, but at the same time, he has enough – of this you know new school recovery let's take care of the guys in his mentality that it, it, it's kind of like the perfect combination so again I'm, I'm fired up to get up there I uh, can't wait to go to work
0: did he did he say anything about that watch that you just flexed on the camera right
7: there It's fake.
0: (laughs) Nice. Hey, me too. Me too. You know what I mean? Me as well, pal. But, you know, when you... Nobody
7: asks you if it's fake when you're a professional football player. They just assume it's real.
0: I've told this story before. I had these massive, obnoxious earrings I wore in college. As Soon as I get in the NFL, same exact earrings, same exact group of friends. How much are those? It's like, these are the same (laughs) shitty-ass players (laughs) earrings this is the same Well, you're, you're and especially when in every contract that you have is very public like for instance we knew exactly how much money you were making <laughs> when you're making it and everything like that it's a much different world. yes yeah exactly
3: what do you have digs Kyle have you uh talked to Evan Ingram yet and told him that hey he's gonna have to move the wide receiver there's a new tight end And town yeah
7: I, I talked to Evan a little bit yesterday and um I mean, that's what Evan does best. I mean, he does things that I would never imagine doing uh, out there on the field. And um, he's phenomenally talented at, pa- you know, being a pass catcher. And I just, like I said, I think at one point last year, they even gave him a handoff. Like You taking they would handoffs? never. handoffs? Like, I've never gotten a handoff. Oh, like, that's, I, that's a they, they would put me at fullback maybe and be like, all right, you're the lead blocker, but we are never <laughs> handing you the football. Um, so he just—he has a completely different skill set than I do, and he—I mean—he's a Pro Bowler. Voted in last year to the Pro Bowler, so extremely talented. Just another weapon on this offense, uh, and I think our styles can really complement one another because we are completely different.
0: Did you talk to Jason Garrett?
7: I did. So Jason went to dinner with us the other night. And was it, I mean, he's just—was
0: he doing? He's this? as good as
7: they come. Yeah, he's good. Was he doing this? I didn't see any of that, no. Oh, okay, that's good.
0: That's great news, by the way, because in Dallas, now that we're learning more about what potentially happens behind the scenes, he had to go out there and literally just kind of, yeah. okay, all right, for a long time. And I think he was maybe misjudged for a long time, kind of like what's potentially happening with Bill O'Brien in Houston and everything like that. What is he like as a dude? Seems like a genuine good guy, huh?
7: Yeah, great dude. I really, really enjoyed you know both my phone call with him before I signed and then, then dinner the other night. Uh, just – extremely down to earth uh and obviously he's been at it for a long time as a player and as a coach and had all kinds of unbelievable stories of you know obviously jason Witten, the guy that played my position that we talked about before uh, but just you know all of his years both as a player and as a coach and you know i really enjoyed just hanging out having dinner with him and, and talking football
0: what'd you guys eat
7: uh we went to an italian place oh uh, it was, yeah was jesse It was unbelievable. So we it was up, actually, it was north of the city in Rye, which is about 40 minutes north of Manhattan. Um, But that's one of our family friends lives up there. And, yeah, like you said, that's... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah.
7: But it was a cool little town, uh, an unbelievable restaurant. Uh, The chef, huge Giants fan. So it it was a ton of fun.
0: Chicken parm. Where we go chicken parm. We go a little pasta.
7: Uh, We kind of had a little bit of everything. So we sat down and basically... Chef asked if if we didn't like anything, and uh, my wife is Italian, so she just was in heaven. Uh, and he pretty much just brought out like a bunch of bunch of different things, and it was one of the best meals I've ever had.
0: Wow! A lot of Italians in Minnesota, or no?
7: Um. Not really. I, <laughs> we're imported. Shame. We're not really from here. <laughs> hey,
0: by the way, by the way, Indiana, not a lot of Italians. It's Mm-mm. a shame. I grew up in Pittsburgh, t- too many Italians. Every And it's, yeah. you You don't realize what the Italians bring to the city until you go to, like, Indiana, where there's no Italians. It's like, can I get some chicken parm from a place? And then you're like, yeah, hey, you got uh, Puccini's or whatever to drive mm-hmm. to. It's like, ah, it's still going to be good. But the Italians over there in Jersey, oh, your wife is going to be thrilled to be back. The energy yeah, that hands, Oh, my God. The <laughs> culture. Everything. Ty, what do you have?
1: Kyle, you mentioned a couple of your previous coaches. Uh, what was your relationship with Kevin Stefanski like? And because you saw guys going all the time, did you know like mid-year like, oh, okay, this guy's probably not going to be around for much longer?
7: <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, I saw Kevin climb the ladder as, as quick as anyone in, in that industry. He went from – when I got here as a rookie, we were both about as low as it gets on the totem pole. You know, I was a rookie, and, and he was the, the head coach's assistant. And then a couple uh, years later, Oh, that job
0: stinks. He, that job stinks, head coach's assistant.
7: Yeah, yeah but, you know, you're making coffees and and get making coffees and getting coffees for everybody. That's, that's pretty much your job full-time. Um, and then, you know, he works his way up. He becomes the assistant quarterback coach. Um, and then, so after, after coach Frazier got fired, they hired, uh, coach Zimmer, coach Zimmer made him the tight end coach. So I had him in my room for two years and then it was, uh, straight, you know, he went from tight end room to running back room. So unbelievable upgrade. He got to coach Adrian Peterson. Obviously (laughs) that made him look good. Um, and then he went from Adrian in the running back room to the quarterback room and he was only in the quarterback room for one year and then he's offensive coordinator. And at that point, you know, you know, he's on the fast track and, I, I'm not surprised by his success. You know, when he took over our room as a coordinator and, and he was in charge of the room running meetings, you could just see a, a calm, cool demeanor about him. Like, he just, you know, he, he was a, a high school player in Philly, played at 10. Um, his dad's unbelievably successful as a GM in the NBA. Like, you could just tell it was it, nothing was too big for him. He, he was calm, cool. He knew how to run a room. Um, And, you know, you knew he was going to be a head coach really quickly.
0: The dog pound has to be so thrilled. Freddie Kitchen was running draws on fourth and 15. Mm -hmm. Then Stefanski comes. That was his coach coach (laughs) for the Giants.
7: Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 They just just saw Freddie yesterday. Good Good guy. Good guy. Good dude. Good dude.
0: uh, <laughs> that's on me, Freddie. Hey, listen, there's probably things that I didn't know. Love you, Freddie, Freddie. Love Freddie, you, Freddie, 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 Freddie. Freddie, Freddie. Freddie. Love you, Hey, hey listen, good luck. I, this was going very well. That's on me. I, I forgot about that move. I love Freddie. Hey, listen, I'm a big fan. Hey, we, we can
7: pivot. Four years ago to the day, we were we were partying in Vegas together. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll change the subject real quick.
0: Hey, great time in Vegas, March, by the way.
7: March Madness, absolutely.
0: Hey, March Madness. Uh, Notre Dame stinks, huh? Oh, oh, yeah, they're terrible. What's that all about?
7: dude it's it was a rough year um you know notre dame basketball you know obviously i follow notre dame basketball as i that's where i went to school but then my family all has season tickets uh, down in lexington my mom's one of 11 born and raised in kentucky so (laughs) and that was i mean that was terrible (laughs) not good at all not good at all so it was a rough year i i i joked around i'm like if i filled out a bracket right now I, i might as well fill out the European Cricket League bracket. Like, I have no idea True. what's going on in college basketball. Not, I know nothing.
0: You're not the only one. We all lost yeah. massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. massive amounts of money over here because the little piece of Vegas has moved to Indiana and the sports gambling, and this college March Madness thing has been... Just, you know, befuddling. But the good thing about the Kentucky squad in Big Blue Nation, Calipari didn't come out early when he knew their team was going to stink and say, let's not have a season. Yeah. Coach K did do that. Yeah, Coach right. K was like, we don't even want to – let's not have a season because our team's going to stink. Calipari took it right in the mm-hmm. – right in the chop. So I kind of respect that out of him.
7: Yeah, no, they certainly did not have a good year. But, uh, you know, he, he, he does it – most of the time they have a ton of talent and they put the pieces together. But you look at those teams almost every year – they take it on the chops early in the year, but most of the time they figure it out. And this year there was no figuring it out. It it was a tough year for, for big blue nation and the cats. That was, they're already looking forward to next year.
0: The Calvary was not coming over the hill. No, no. Who's that lady? The famous actress lady. She's Ashley Judd, Ashley Judd. Yeah. She always has that Rick. March Madness moment where yeah. mm-hmm. inevitable heartbreak comes or whatever. No, yep. uh, anyways, I, I can't wait to do it to Kyle Rudolph now that I know he's a big Kentucky <laughs> yeah. Uh Good luck. in yeah. Good luck in New York. Good luck with recovery. Uh, we appreciate you joining us and congrats on everything, man.
7: Thanks guys. I appreciate it. It's always fun chatting with you.
0: You're going to get a big old house in Jersey. So you have some trees like you got back there in Minnesota. What are you going gonna... <sighs> to
7: no, it's it's we you can have a lot more room up here in Minnesota. In Jersey, we, we, we ain't getting no trees. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, Zillow in Jersey and New York is no fun. Indiana, Minnesota, Zillow is a yes. great time. What do you have, Z? Uh
2: you could buy Tony Sopranos Haas. It's for sale right now. That'd be awesome. Go ahead and make that
0: happen, Kyle. Become the best right. player in the NFL overnight. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle. <laughs> So sorry to interrupt, um, but with the NCAA tournament in full swing, it's safe to say most of you are going to be hard at work this weekend on your bets and maybe trying to save your bracket. You're darn right. Whether you're going to be back in favorites or trying to get cute with some underdogs, our good friends at CBDMD have the perfect topical product to keep you cool and comfortable while you're hunched forward screaming at 20-year-olds on the television for the next few weeks. That's what I'm talking about c b d freeze with menthol is an award winning product that offers temporary, instant cooling relief for sore muscles and joints in a convenient and easy to use roller or shareable squeeze tube.
1: love this stuff
0: and it's by the way it's not like you no, know' what no, I mean? no, no it's very convenient it's mm-hmm. very easy and the superior c b d that you're getting makes your body just feel so good so it does. good so good so good I got knee And to make it even easier to try Freeze and all their other incredible products, they're offering you 25% off your next order when you use the promo code McAfee at checkout. Now we're talking. You go to CBDMD.com, use promo code MCAFEE, 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Shout out to CBDMD. Shout out. CBDPM, by the way, another thing that I use, it puts you to sleep and you feel so good in the morning. Yeah, also a big fan of that. They have them in um, tablets, I believe, and a tincture dropper. Mm -hmm.
1: Little gels.
0: Yeah, they have bath bombs and bath salts that you can go into that make your body feel better and relaxed and everything. CBDMD has been a really, really great addition to my life.
1: Yeah, I used to think this stuff was Fugazi. It's not. I mean, it it legitimately does work.
0: Yeah, it did seem like at the beginning of the CBD run, there was a lot of snake oil.
1: Yeah, okay, well, this isn't going to help, so...
0: But CBDMD has the actual tested superior CBD. Right. And it does actually, all the science that they say about CBD, it's real. Yeah, it packs a punch. And CBDMD is fantastic. We appreciate them. Back to the show. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah! AJ Aj representing the Arnold Classic over there in Columbus, Ohio, where the people who lift more weights than you go gather around and see who lifts more weights than who. I love the thought of potentially going to the Arnold Classic one day whenever I'm yoked up enough. Um, AJ, there's, there's next to nothing to talk about today whenever he talks about like things going on, but the Russell, and I'm getting attacked right now by Seattle Seahawks fans, I want to let you know. I ain't worried about nothing with you little bum ass boys coming after me from Seattle. Okay, well, I want to let you know. I ain't worried about nothing. I observe and report here. Diana Rossini this morning basically reiterated the fact that the Russell Wilson situation, she even said, like, he, he's not an Epi with what they did in the offseason free agency wise with the offensive line. It's like, okay, so bury the offensive line again. Like, it, it feels like this thing is still potentially working over there. I'm the bad guy for reporting that it is being reported, but the conversation seems to be very much a live still aj that would be insane if that was to happen again
4: yeah i mean it's it's still alive and let's see if we get to the draft like what happens if seattle uses its first two picks on defensive players people that aren't going to really help bolster what russ has been complaining about like uh, then we're really going to have an issue
0: can you imagine the day after russ just <laughs> posts a video of him just tapping his foot <laughs> oh, like team three posts a video of them all just like the uh just like with the uh that the super white guy gif where You know, the, uh, the, excuse me, that thing, what if that's what Team 3 does? It just, it feels like Team 3 is talking to her potentially. And also, she definitely had inside information that Seattle was doing stuff. It feels like she's pretty plugged in in this situation. If she's reporting it, I think we are okay to chat about it, that it must be a real thing. Nobody expected that Chicago Bears offer to come uh, public that it was, especially with the meeting in North Dakota. Him, Him on a lot of teams, though, and we had this discussion a couple weeks ago, so we might as well revisit it now him on a lot of teams immediately makes it very exciting. Like he is yeah. a player. You know like that is why this is such a a big conversation and also probably why the Seahawks fans are getting so upset about me talking about things that are being talked about already.
4: Mm-hmm. So they're upset at you because you're reporting on what Rusini has said, but they're mad because they think that everything's all patched up and that Russ is going to be there and going to be happy? Nah, they, they think
0: that it's Russ is going to be a Seahawk. There's nothing that is... because he did say go Hawks in that other video
4: yeah. and everything It's his like, contract. Isn't it his contract that's going to keep him from being able to uh-huh. get out of there?
0: $39 million next year, $26 million the following year, which would be a dead cap hit whether he was on the team or not on the team traded. So if Seattle was to, let's say, get the Miami Dolphins four picks in the first 50 picks they have this year for Russ Wilson, and then maybe get two or something else. They could potentially rebuild that. They would, because how young the team would be. I guess they're just saying we'd be able to eat that thirty-nine million dollars. And if you have to eat thirty-nine million dollars next year and twenty-six the year after that, I would assume three ones over the span of the next three years, a fourth or a third rounder, and two starters would be nowhere near enough if you had to eat that with the salary cap the way it is, which is what the Chicago Bears offered. So maybe the bears just didn't make an enticing enough offer given the circumstance.
4: I I guess with those, like with the dead cap numbers, are they able to use these, you know, the creative like void years once it's on the books, is there a way to get away from that? Yeah. I wonder if he could restructure the contract before he
0: gets traded so that they can make the voidable years. I wonder, no, because if it's, it, I don't know, because then if he restructures the contract, then the dead cap would have to change. I, oh, man, I don't know. But if he restructures his contract and gives the next team more money than he was giving the Seahawks, didn't he not set them up for not having enough success to maybe bring in an offensive line or something? Like, oh, it's just a never-ending circle right now that could potentially become a big old boom if he does get traded. What's up, Dick?
3: So I wanted to clarify, um, the $39 million in dead cap is if he's traded this year pre Pre 6 1, all 39 is this year. Post 6 1, it's 13 million this year and 26 million next year. Oh. If he's traded next year, say he plays this season with the Seattle Seahawks, it's 26 million total. Pre 6 1, 26 million next year. Oh, so Post-6-1, it's, not, it's not 39. It's a terms.
0: combination of 39 or a combination of 36. Correct. Oh, so it's oh, much different now.
3: Tall. Now okay. They're 39 if he's traded this season. Or twenty six million if you traded next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it was, it was, spread out though. Yeah, we'll you, it would be here. designated post
4: June one. Yeah, and you could eat thirteen million in dead cap, and then I guess what you could try to okay, hey, we're gonna eat the thirteen this year, and we're gonna figure out what to do with the twenty six next. How do you do that? Yeah, we're
0: gonna yeah. make it avoidable thing, and then we'll get some comp uh, some comp picks. Uh, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll figure out how to do that. That's a lot different than thirty nine and twenty six, which right. I thought I was yeah. on. That was my understanding. That's much different. If it's only thirty nine, okay, it still stinks. Like, hey, let's not get it stinks to not have. 26 million dollars but allegedly the salary cap next year which is when the 26 million dollars would hit them because the 13 would hit them this year the salary cap's supposed to be going up and they're supposed to have a lot of money so maybe it's maybe the three first wasn't timely enough maybe the dolphins of we have the picks now is better I don't know what do you think it's going to take to get them
4: I, I don't know but who do you, who is going to replace Russell Wilson if he's not in Seattle they have to have that plan.
0: Well, that's maybe why they met up there in Fargo, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Shefty said, wait until we see the draft on who they pick and what they got going on, if they make any moves.
4: Wouldn't you want to have those picks going into the draft, though?
0: Yeah,
1: you'd think.
4: That's why the Dolphins are so enticing, because they can get a quarterback in the Right now. By the way,
0: they can go up to two. Yeah. If They could potentially go up to two with what they have and get whoever they want if they get to four within the 50. Now, Jacksonville, I believe they're all in on Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to be able to get to one. But much like the Washington football team did to the St. Louis Rams after Andrew Luck got drafted, they can move up to two and make their play. And they got Robert Griffin the third. obviously, who would be the number two overall. Now that's the question for everybody.
3: Uh, another reason why the Dolphins would be so intriguing, Nick just texted the group, the Seahawks only have three picks in this year's draft. They have a second-rounder, a fourth-rounder, second fourth and a seventh-rounder. <laughs> <So they're-> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's Gumpy, obviously. Pretty thrilled about the situation the Dolphins are potentially in. And Russini said this morning that although four teams were mentioned by his agent when possible trade, he would be open to other places, too. So it's it It's very fascinating. And the Seahawks fans hate hearing it, and I can understand that, whatever, but like this is something that's happening, dude. You can't it's really- happening ha- right in your faces. No, the
5: Seahawks fans are a fickle bunch, unfortunately. Are they? The twelves only came around when they actually oh. got good at football.
0: Oh, so you're saying it's kind of uh, a Johnny someone, come lately? As Someone <laughs> who
5: lived on the West Coast, I know how Seahawks fans are.
0: Now, see, I I am going to be I'm going to propose a question that could debunk what you just said. Yes, sir. Portland Timbers play soccer. Yep. Loudest fans. Okay, loudest, loudest fans. Any other sport happens in the Pacific Northwest, loudest fans, loudest fans. The Seattle Seahawks fans weren't the most dedicated, loudest fans uh, all the time. That is just very recent, you're saying?
5: Seattle Mariners, loudest fans when they were good. Seattle Mariners, stink. (laughs) Empty stadium, always.
4: Well, there's nothing to cheer for. Don't forget
5: about the Sounders, either.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: And Drew Carey. He's out there. What? What? Cleveland, Cleveland? dude. No, Drew Carey, like... I, I, he, I saw something. He was like a photographer for the Seattle soccer team. Listen to this guy. Dude. What dude? <laughs> you just made that up. Yeah. Uh, Drew Carey. No, he,
0: it. the Price is Right, dude. He ruined that show. Yeah, He ruined it? Isn't he still on it? Bro, we need the Drew Carey show or whatever the hell that name of that show was back. Need him off of Price is Right. Need that show back. Who's Line? No, 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 no. The Cleveland Rocks.
1: Drew Carey show. Yeah, Yeah,
0: (laughs) we need that one back. Okay, and who's Line? Is it anyways? Awesome show. Wayne Brady showcased his brain on that show. It was just unbelievable. Now, I do wonder... I I, did, I do wonder if there was Whoa. You know any setups for those who's, I know No if there wasn't Which I don't think there is Incredibly talented But now I'm getting older I'm a little bit more You uh-huh. know that seems like bullshit I, I have to think about that But that show was good Bryce is right He's done I mean Massive damage Checks out What's that here Checks you? out
2: Photographer Checks out
4: 2006 Yep 2006, 2006. Yeah, six. Okay AJ Pull was. it up. You got. I'm sure there's some some footage too of him out there. AJ was a police officer.
0: Fifteen. Years. Oh, we found oh, we found some that right. footage.
4: of You too, Bel. But you just you just referenced. We're talking about the
0: Seahawks fans. We're talking about the Seahawks fans and the Mariners fans and everything like that. If What's you, the police officer? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, oh,
4: I, I can hear the guys cackling in the Yeah,
0: port- <laughs> but you took that conversation fifteen years out of the way for yeah. Yeah. Drew. King. Like, do you understand, <laughs> Drew,
4: Drew Carey? You took that. I'm trying convers- to tie it all together, man. You, you're all over the place. I'm trying to tie things together. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate you. Hey,
0: thank you, AJ. Also, thank you for your service for the community. um, Mm -hmm. Because, (laughs) yes.
4: (laughs) I do not remember doing that. No. Oh, yeah. I bet. Hey, this All was right. I believe this was 2006 as well <laughs> yeah. when Drew
0: Carey was a photographer, uh, a photographer in Seattle. But, AJ, we appreciate your service to our community, pal. Really. What really Thank you, AJ. Thank you, you, you up, Mr. Hawk. AJ, did somebody call the police? Huh? Is, that what, is that what you were? Uh...
4: <laughs> is that what you I'm trying on? to figure out what this was and why I did this.
0: Well, I would like to hear Mrs. Hawk's thoughts on this as well yeah, in this
1: geez. entire no thing. No idea. Huh? She
0: did
4: not know this happened.
0: Yeah, right, yeah, I would assume, yeah. This was, was
1: your idea. Don't <laughs> act like you don't remember doing this.
0: I remember the big coverage of you was A.J. Hawk puts in state-of-the-art green room in his house <laughs> yeah. to yeah. shoot things that only movie studios can shoot. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Now, obviously, yeah. nowadays, this type of technology is readily available, but when AJ was putting green screens in his fucking room to make videos like this, nobody was able to pull it off. Seems again. to have
5: a lot of memory issues for a guy who huh. claims to never
4: have had a concussion.
0: Yeah, well, he also has, what, four blown teeth, nine <laughs> yeah. root canals? The disintegrated one yeah. as well. Yeah, they were picked up, and it's just straight dust, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was unbelievable. What the hell was that? Was that like a <laughs> click it or ticket thing you had going on?
4: Yeah, it, it had to be at the stadium because I was wearing like the, the Packers team issued beanie. And we were not allowed to take anything home. So I would never what? have anything like that on <laughs> when I was at my house. You don't take anything home from there. That's unbelievable. What,
5: you're not allowed to have a Packers hoodie? Bro, hold on
0: though. If you
4: buy it <laughs> hold on, from that, somewhere.
5: Hey, to your point though, AJ,
0: like. I got like a couple Chargers hoodies, you know, yeah. from the Chargers and everything like that. I was like, this is so nice of them because it's not normal. I think I think a lot of people just assume that the players have like everything, yeah. you know. And it's like we do, and we're at the facility, you know, like okay, put it in the bag, do everything like that. But all the the gear and the merch and stuff like that, that's not just like a gift to everybody. Like, hey, congratulations, you play for our team. Here's our all our field day, game day, shit, or whatever. <laughs> that's not how it goes. So once the Chargers started sending me stuff and by the way, their color against my, oh, my yeah. Irish uh, you know, complexion, it yeah. was a pretty good little mix, and I was starting to really enjoy the hoodie. The Colts found out. I've gotten more Colt stuff now that I'm, that I'm not a Colt than I ever did as a Colt. You're 100% right with that thing. I got 10, I got 10 hoodies over here <laughs> that they're like, listen... The Chargers, I, we saw what the Chargers were trying to do. The equipment room said, listen, we saw what the Chargers were trying to do. That is no more. They've sent me one item from the Colts equipment room a day for the last two weeks. And it's just, it's, they're showing up at my house, too. It's just oh, like, nice. with little cards from my my like dear friends in the equipment room, like, we still got more. And then there's like, a, they had a uh, all-white hoodie, and it said, uh, all white earth thing. Right, and that was in the thing. It's just like, there's more coming, pal. So I'm getting more now than I ever got as a player. It's nice to hear that the Packers were also the same way. I assume that we just, it was an anomaly what we had going on.
4: No, you just don't, like, yeah, anything, because it was, they, they, they sew in your number and your shorts and shirts and everything, so they, like, have, they keep track of you. You couldn't just snake stuff and take it home. Like, you could get as much as you want while you were there at the facility, but, yeah, you just don't take it home. That's like the jersey swap Whenever that
0: became something, that True. was wild wow to me. There, there, there used to be pretty harsh penalties financially if you wanted to uh, swap jerseys at the end of a game. They're like, yeah, you can go ahead and swap jerseys. It's going to cost a couple thousand, but uh, <laughs> you can know, yeah, do, do whatever you want to do, man. You just want to give away jerseys and make us have to sew your name onto another uh, jersey and have three more extras for you. It's going to cost you a little bit. And then guys just started doing it all the time. I think it's just uh, like almost an understood thing at this point. What's that Z?
2: So what, like, what do you get penalized by? Like you, just, you have to buy it?
0: Yeah, you just they charge you for the jersey that you just gave away.
2: So, uh, not not for that, like for gear that's in like the actual like lockers. Each stuff, place right? is different.
4: Every team is different. At least if you took it, they were in Green Bay. They wouldn't charge you, but they would ask you where it is. Like if you had a couple things that you, you took from the facility, you could ask them and eventually get stuff. Like you said, Pat, I've gotten a lot more from Green Bay since like once I left there. And I was I'm always still tight with the equipment guys. Like I get boxes of stuff and things like that. And mm. Cincinnati, though, I, I got to. uh I got a big old bag of, of Cincinnati hoodies and. That's everything where all the there. money's going. Okay, oh, okay. It's starting to make sense. Right that's, why signed, it it indoor, <laughs> that's why they don't hey, have an indoor. That's
0: why they don't have an indoor facility.
4: Do you think maybe I don't know? And they gave it every kind of option of hoodie, long sleeve, three quarter cut, like everything you could ever think about practicing in. But when I signed there, yeah, their equipment guys gave me a big box of stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. Listen, I grew up a fan of this team. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: probably why they did it. By the way, welcome back to OH. 0- 0- 0- yeah, they yeah. probably said.
4: To them, I would have absolutely responded to that.
0: Okay. They did do that, though? Uh, no. You know, we get an Oklahoma sooner here. I say boomer. The word Sooner's sooner is coming out oh, yeah. before it even happens. Are they a more passionate fan base? Then I don't I, I would like to wrap up this conversation, though. You know, Drew Carey, um, the, the Colts equipment room Did you hear,
4: did you hear Billy Gart? Billy Gardell got a commercial.
0: Yeah. What was it, by the way? A Pittsburgh guy. He probably a shout out to Billy Gardell, by the way. He's running through cones on a commercial. Yeah. But whenever you're talking about the Colts equipment room, I have to make sure this is clear because I'm very tight friends with all the Moswell. It wasn't as like you get nothing like the Packers, but it's not like what everybody thinks it is, where you can just go in and say, I need an XL, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go ahead and go home with this thing. It's not like that at all. And to be honest, I don't think guys really ask for stuff like that. Like You know what I mean? One guy, whenever he got cut, uh, he took everything, and it was like big conversation. It was like, yo, he... He stole everything that he. The guy just stole everything. He was potentially going to come back on the team later in the year, I think, practice squad, and uh, I do believe everybody's like, "That guy like stole from us, right?" So it is one of those things where it's not expected for you to get a bunch of shit. It's like kind of an understanding thing. But whenever you do get a little, you know, a hoodie or something, it is nice to be like, "Okay, all right." All right, I got a fucking hoodie here. I don't have to buy this thing. This is very nice. So, is well, that na-
2: kind of like at Hard Knocks when they give you that bag and you have to give it back at the end?
0: Yeah, it's like, because when you come in, it's either, people either have a loop system or a bag system, depending upon what it is, and you throw it into a, a big ass uh, mobile, uh, like cart thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. very, it's very, and then, did you have lockers? I assume you guys had lockers in the morning?
4: Yeah, we had lockers up top, you know.
0: No, did they, what, uh, sorry, yeah, lockers. Like, oh. Like where you got your uh, your loop or your bag from.
4: No, in Green Bay and Cincy, uh, they just they hang your bag back in your your locker. Oh, 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 oh! Wow! Oh, oh, also, hey, oh, you said I frog. I never said I didn't. You don't get anything <laughs> in Green That's Bay. Nice. You could get a lot of stuff, but you have to communicate. You have to let them know. Like they don't want you just walking off in their stuff, and then they think like, okay, where's where's number 50's long sleeve that he works out in every day? Oh, it's not here. The idiot took it home the last four days. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: hey. Do you want that long sleeve? Yeah, why don't you bring it back in? I mean, we can give you another one for sure. But not, what are you stealing from the team? <laughs> Is that what you want? More laundry detergent? That's
4: what you want? <laughs> when you were wearing that Charger sweatshirt, Herbert was on the show and he was like, shit, I haven't even, I haven't got one of those. Why don't yeah. I have one? Yeah, it's not a. that's not a normal thing.
0: That is not a very normal thing, especially with the amount of guys that are in like each week. Mm-hmm. You know, guys come in weekly and I'd assume they're potentially the ones that are like, uh, can I get like uh, two hoodies, maybe some sweats or whatever? Hey, you can fuck off. That, buddy. <laughs> All we right. We can absolutely do that. We appreciate what you're about to do here. And then uh, you do your thing. It's like a work uniform almost, you know?
4: Yeah, of course. What did you wear to work? You wore gym shorts. You mean like on the way in, or once I was there? Uh, on the way in. I don't know. The huh? same pants all week. Sweats. Same. What? Did you wear sweats? Yeah, of course. I never wore, I didn't wear jeans one time into an NFL locker room. I see, hard hat. That's the difference between me and AJ. I put the jeans on to go to work.
0: Wow. Nice. You know what I mean? Like it has to. There has to be a separator. Like okay, home. And then you okay? Is, is it
4: because then you get to work? Once you get to work, then you put your sweatpants on and you just lounge all day. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Team sweatpants. Maybe by, by the way, I, tights. I was a big long tights guy.
0: Yeah. I wore those every single day. Tights, shorts over top, long sleeve uh, or triple XL, long sleeve, cut the sleeve off, mm-hmm. tight on underneath. I had good swag around the building, I think. I, I think my swag in the building was a pretty av- uh, above average. As my weight got bigger and smaller, though, it did change the look a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I had to go to a hoodie a couple of times when I was big boy. But I always put my jeans on to go to work. Okay, this isn't a fucking living room. Really. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just drove. Uh, Tim McAfee would never allow that to happen. Uh-uh. Actually, he wore sweats to work the other day. He did. Tim? Yeah, Tim did. <laughs> you didn't see him? No. Oh, I, I yeah. must have
4: just assumed he had jeans on.
0: Casual Friday. Casual Friday. Wow. He looked good. He did look very good.
4: Yeah. I gave him a,
0: what's going on here? Sweats, huh? We at work? What are we doing? Tim goes, you want me smack you in the mouth? <laughs> I'm joking. I was on a card uh, card talk show yesterday. Ooh. How did
4: that go? 440, I know you went on. Yeah,
0: 441, 442. It was tough to get into the yard there. The um, So they. <laughs> the gate was locked. The gate was locked in the yard. We had to yep. knock on the door. We got in there. I believe it was our fault, not theirs. I did not know I was going on to... Um, it was a it was a Gary Vee run show. I did not know it was in the Gary Vee universe. I had no idea. Was a, I had no idea. <laughs> Vayner VaynerMedia, right? I, I did not know it was in that umbrella though at all. And then as soon as I sit down, you know, there's three guys, hilarious dudes. Okay, there's Ryan, Tyler, and uh, Lou. Lou. Our guy. Yeah, Lou. Lou. Lou down at the bottom. Lou. And, and we got. Ch- I know nothing about sports cards. That is very well known by almost everybody that's ever listened to me speak. They know that that is something I would never really get into, but. As of late, it's starting to pique my interest, you know, like because the NFTs have become something where I'm like, okay, in the NFT community, cards community, kind of the same. Anyways, I go on this show, they mentioned Gary early and I, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tell a Gary story here. We got a chance to chat about, yeah, Loving Card Talk Live here. One of Gary Vee's show here about sports cars. He he did text me like a year and a half ago, two years ago. He's like, you see what's going on in the sports card community? And then go hit on top, like, you see what I'm doing here or whatever. I'm yeah. like, love what you guys are doing. They were ahead of the curve for sure. Um, but it led us to talk and get a chance to chat about... Um, the basketball play that Gary Vee made. And I, I, I said, I have no idea how he did not get smacked right in the mouth yeah. after he fouled that guy. And I think it's because everybody on the Internet's like, okay, uh, it's like Uncle Gary up there. Like, Gary has been around a long time. Everybody on the Internet is at a game. It's like respect to respect. But he fouled the shit out of that guy. I thought he was going to get fought. He did not. He had a card talk show yesterday. I think they did well, AJ. You should have joined us for that thing.
4: At some point in the show, can Z pull that up? I would just like to see what Gary V did on the, on the foul. Oh, oh man. I just said it. So hey, we broke we, this dude's arm. Now, listen, I assume we're going to get a strike. I assume
0: Gary has this thing already purchased. No. The video? It's
4: Instagram. No, content. He would want oh,
0: it to yeah, be would, shared. Yeah. He sure. wants yeah, it. Man, Gary, yeah. that's, that's one of the 101. That's right. That's, right. right.
3: That's, but, one of, that's a left jab for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah he shoots a ball, three-point shot, gets blocked. Guy goes down the other side. Gary V. Hustle play, grinding. Hey, in the dirt. It never stops. Okay, in the dirt. Nope. Runs down. This guy's going for a layup. He, here's a, okay, here it is. I don't know how this wasn't a fight. Good jump. Guy bro. blocks him. Look at him, run him. Bow! Wow. You, you see that?
4: And the dude, like, hugged him and thought it was all right.
0: Well, because he's Gary V. I, yeah, I, I don't know yeah, if yeah. there's a lot of people that could do that
4: in a pickup Look at this game. And, yeah, by the way, he oh, was. Oh, man, that was going in. You, that was going that was in. A bucket. Bang.
2: Hey, nothing hey! You here.
4: know what though? Hey, I give him a ton of credit because nothing is more frustrating than when a guy has a breakaway and somebody fouls him and lets him make it. Like no matter if you're gonna foul. Yes. him, kill him If you're not going to foul him, just run away and don't foul him at all. Yeah, if you're going to foul in a pickup game, it's probably
0: going to lead to an argument anyway, so might as well not let them score. Yeah. Plus, you know that
4: what? guy blocked them before that,
2: so you have to get retaliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, you,
0: you can't do same. that in pickup. Like, pick no, yeah. you,
2: you just man, cannot do you that. You get punched and and That <laughs> is the number one rule in pickup. You yeah. do not like do maybe that.
5: maybe one of Gary V didn't want to get up and get it this year.
2: Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. You see him uh, puffing after it. That guy sprinted more than anybody in this room has in the last year and a half in that one, you know, let me get back on defense here. Now, I do wish that we would have potentially seen some more footage of Gary Vee and his squad doing the Loyola Chicago. Oh,
5: yeah. Ah! Hey,
0: hey,
5: You gotta zoom in. Let's run!
4: Give the crut wig underneath. Bucket. Bucket. Now we're back. Hey, careful, man. You're going to roll both your ankles on. Stop ball! Stop off. By the way, the Hoka One
0: Ones do make me a little bit taller for my vertical. hoop, dude. See that? I'm a member of the SWAT team, okay? You come in the paint, expect for the kitchen to get hot, pal, with the verticality, Ooh. okay? Especially with these Hoka One. Samuel L. Jackson. Let's get to
4: a break. This show sucks. Of- Justin Simmons will be rescheduling. Oh, Nice. Hey, was that in New York? Was that New York City where Gary Vee was playing? I don't know. I How don't are they know. doing that? Like, are, are places even open in New York at all to play? Like, especially guys playing basketball? Oh, it's or some. is that a couple years ago, maybe? Ooh. Because I didn't be. see any, right? Yeah. By
0: the way, are we potentially.
3: So if it doesn't go old. Old on the courts. It's old. Just I like I it doesn't go on the football field.
0: I bet it's old, yeah. Because <laughs> there was no, there's a lot of. Yeah. A lot of those are getting lifted, though. April 6th in Indiana. Yeah. How about that? Why? Wow. I heard by <laughs> 4th of <laughs> July, maybe small gatherings. Oh! April 6th, hey, April no 6th way. here in Indiana, like, go ahead. No way. Yeah, yeah. A couple months ahead of time here in Indiana.
3: Are you saying oh, for when I go to Easter Mass? Excuse me? When I go to Easter Mass, I could... Potentially. Oh, that's sick.
0: Potentially, you guys can... <gasps> Thank you. Jesus. For being what everybody thought was a dead son of a bitch, because an Italian killed you. Mm, well, and then moving a moving a boulder, mm. which Alex Honnold could climb mm. if he had to. That's right. Moving it, walking out of the cave and saying, "I'm back, bitches." and yeah, Saying to everybody, "Happy Easter." Amen. Because of COVID,
3: no peace be with you. And that's my favorite part. Yeah, and also with well, you. And also with you.
0: Because people were saying that, and it was just in an empty building. Mm-hmm. And it was a Zoom, and there was a tech glitch. They're stepping on each other with the pieces.
2: Yep. Peace be with you.
0: Not this Easter though. We're back here in Indiana. Easter. Yeah. Hey, Easter's April fourth though. Didn't you say that? goes to what? April six. See yeah, what? A, what a swore that the the Jesus came out of that cave late April.
3: That's why it needs to be the same date every year. It varies. Yeah, it varies. Yeah, it changes.
0: I thought it was late April.
3: Might it's, have been a few years ago. It could go anywhere from late March to late April. Feels March? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh-huh. been getting
1: earlier and earlier every year, He's, it seems. Oh,
0: because we need them earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially this year. Hey, we're only a couple months in, but we need the... Uh... Help us out. I know you saw me once, but now I'm back, bitches. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this shit. You know? <laughs> you know? We'll be back tomorrow with a feel-good Friday. Big guest tomorrow. Ain't that right, Ty? Oh, now? huge guest tomorrow. Kyle Rudolph, great conversation. Great conversation. That really was. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton, great conversation. Unbelievable. The boys had a great day today. A pretty good day. Bugle boys had a good day today. Mm-hmm. Can't thank you enough for listening to this show. Be a friend, tell a friend. We'll be back tomorrow with a feel-good Friday and big guests. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday. Cheers.